Um, well, I'm not sure. We, uh, we got beat up two years in a row in the playoffs, so um, I think there's uh, a lot of reflection needed um, from players, but from the organization from top to down, everybody needs to reflect and see what we can do better, so I think that's the next step. All right, well, that was Bo Bichette, Kevin Barker. Have you had a chance to reflect from top down since uh, the Blue Jays lost to the uh, team that you thought they would have no problem beating in the playoffs, the Minnesota Twins. Have you had a chance? Have you had a chance uh, to reflect? Hey, can you turn the page, please? With the Twins and the and the Rays, and you know, it's more. It's more. I'm just tired of seeing the Rays. I, that that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, don't have to worry about that. No, I, I haven't changed, changed my, your mind. I absolutely. Feel not. better. You, well, you were telling me you would have taken Barrios out for Kikuchi too, wouldn't you? Didn't, isn't that what you said? Yeah. In your I, room I, that? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, we changed our absolutely. minds. Absolutely. I, I just. I just wonder if. John had it to do over. Huh. Well, how, well, how? What's the? What's the way I would say this? Would, would John think strongly about going against the plan that was planned on twelve hours before the game actually started? In the moment. When he's watching it unfold, you know he's thinking about that about the third inning because he knows who's coming up in the fourth inning, who's hitting cleanup, and that sort of right is when you're starting to lose a little trust at the back end of your pen, what do you want to do? You want to flip lefties, get rid of them dudes, put in some righties so it makes the sinker better and the big slider better, a little easier for them dudes to pitch to to a right-handed hitter. I wonder, I wonder. I wonder if he even could do it, what would happen? That's a great question. <clears throat> if you were John Schneider, you know what? We're going to, uh, the back league line is going to be open throughout the show. So the numbers are 416 413 3959. We know you got a lot to talk about. Um, what would you have done if you were John Schneider? Because the story is, and, and look, we've got a lot to get to. And yes, Flatty getting picked off second base was, you know, in some ways a bigger play. But um, the decision to remove Jose Barrios for Yusei Kikuchi is, unfortunately for, for, for the Blue Jays' front office, um, it, it's become, it represents everything all the naysayers have thought all season long about how this organization... Well, they've done it twice, two, two years in a row, two years and in neither a row. time it worked. No, and that's, oh, and, and, and that's, that's the bottom line. That's all I can say about that. Whatever, whatever process they're following, not in the playoffs. Not it, it hasn't worked. That's that's what I'm asking. I mean, it, John's got a deal. He's got a, three, getting, he's got get, a certain amount. Getting, well, this is the thing. Okay. You're getting paid. You're getting paid. He's got I a mean, certain amount of security. You're you're, you're, you're you're leaning back. You're thinking to yourself. It's rolling around. He's thinking about this thing. You can see you it in the fourth inning that, when he's talking to Donnie Baseball. Like the you know, <laughs> the face is getting redder. The arms are crossed a little tighter. Like he's thinking. You know, you sure we won't do this? Yeah. Like I. And then it comes around, and I wonder if he's on the plane on his way home thinking to himself, I was going to wear it anyway. Why not not wear it and, you know, leave the leave the one guy or one of the guys that's actually helped us get to this point in the game, and maybe I, I take my chances that way. You know, they as soon as they scored two runs, you knew it, I knew it, every Jays was, fan in, in the world knew that the game was over. Might as well have been 6 uh, so, yeah, The that game point. was over. So, yeah, I, th- I wonder. That's the only thing – when I was laying in bed and I woke up this morning. And, uh, if you were, if you were John, you know, if you John, John and I mean, it's been hard on John. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, you can think what you want, John. I don't care. You, that's the 
That's the nature of the business. You're a manager. You got you're gonna wear it, especially in 2023 yeah. when a bunch of them orders are coming from the top with basically nobody you ever meet. And I, and and I that's another thing. I would love it. What is it Tuesday? What well, wouldn't that be nice if three or four khakis came out and actually gave an answer on why? Okay, you you are making giant decisions for an entire organization in the biggest moment of the season, every once in a while you'd like to know why. Come out and talk us into it. Tell us why all of a sudden this is what you wanted to do. You wanted to take it out of the the pitcher's hand that was one of the main reasons why we're here. Maybe you can talk us into it. Give us a really good reason on why that would be, why you did it. Like, wouldn't it be nice to hear from those people? I would for me. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, it never happened, but... I'm sure some of that stuff will leak out eventually. You know, I'm sure some of it will leak out eventually. And that's and, not the and, same as going up and sitting well, on no, the, it's not. the it's table not. in front of the microphone and no, saying, it's, you know, it's a big deal. It's not. We, but, be, we believe in this. We believe in our organization. This is why we did it. Yeah. But again, it, it's, it's up to, and we don't know when the Blue Jays end of season media, media availability will be. But I mean, as I wrote today, sportsnet.ca, I'd, li- I'd like to see Mark and Ross both up there. Tell us what happened. Like, just tell us what the decision-making process is. I'm not even, I'm not asking for, I really care if I, I don't want to blame anybody. Yeah, well, it's not the only reason why just, they lost. Yeah. I, but I, I'd, I'd like to know, I'd like to know what the process was. And is that, and if that's what we have going forward with this team, well, then, then that's fine. But um, look, we've got a lot to talk about. Doug Glanville joins us, Buck Martinez as well. Um the really Jay, good games the, coming up too. The Jays lost. The Jays lost this series for the same reason they lost games this year. Um, they didn't hit. Um, it, what one extra base hit in two games? This is a team that just couldn't slug this year. Um, it's a team that had an offense full of empty calories, and I'm going to keep using that phrase because it's true. Full of empty calories. That's why they lost. Uh, Bo got thrown out at home plate. Vladdy. Eh, Vladdy got. Vladdy got picked off second base as the trailing runner with the only guy in his team who looked like he had a shot at getting a hit at the plate. Uh, it, it's, it's frustrating because this is such this, the pitching was so good this year and the defense was so good, but offensively they, they just could not, they just could not get out of their way. They're not good enough. They couldn't, they're not good enough. And they couldn't get out of their way. They're not good enough. Like one after the first, well, I'm not even going to throw Belt in there. The three guys that are around after that, how much confidence do you got in anybody else? I don't have confidence. There, there it is. So basically bottom line is, I mean, it's not the fault of the guys after the cleanup hitter. It's just the way it is. Like you're trying to piece it together the best you can. And there's a lot of hopes on, quite frankly, some guys that you well, would think if you're a Jays fan, it's probably not going to live up to it. Yeah. You know, we had Ross Atkins on earlier this year, and I mentioned to him about, a lack of an impactful middle of the order bat. And he said, well, we got Brandon belt. Uh, if they're just, they're, they're I, I mean, I, I can't put this. There really needs, I don't know who has to do it. I know the New York Yankees are bringing in an outside consulting group to look at their decision-making process. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, Nothing says baseball 2023 more than we're going to bring analytics yeah. dudes in to analyze our analytics dudes. No, I mean, no, nothing says 
baseball 2023 more than that. But this organization has to do uh, uh, it has it has to do a deep think. It has to do a deep dive. No more weasel words. It's got to come out and explain what happened. And it, it got explained to us why a team with this payroll, and I'm going to mention payroll again, why a team with this payroll was so flawed. And it doesn't matter where the pundits picked them. You know what? We're not supposed to be smarter than the guys in the Jays front office. Trust me, you do not want Jeff Blair and, and, and Kevin Barker being smarter than the guys, well, Blair at least. You don't want... That's fair. You don't want yeah, it is. You don't want me to be smarter than the guys in the front office making the decisions. So anytime anybody says to me, "Yeah, well, you guys thought they'd go to the World Series," that's right. Yeah, I, I don't I, know as much I, as the guys who are getting paid money to run the baseball team. Yeah, I didn't. You say are correct. I didn't say. Um, but they've got to do a deep dive into what they want to be offensively. What can they do? Given the, the core of this team, what can they do to help that core reach its potential? Because it has not happened yet. Well, with one and, guy. And, 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 that, and, and that, has to, that has to be job one. And if somebody's got to lose their job to make it better, somebody loses their job to make it better. If you don't need anybody to lose their job, and it's something about your process. It's something organizational. It's something systemic. Fine. Fix it. I don't care if anybody... I don't need anybody to get fired. I really don't. I, I, hope, I hope nobody gets fired here. I, I just don't want... I don't want anybody to lose their job. Uh, but I do want things to be better, and I want... I want to see at least a playoff series win. At least a playoff series win. Now, again, we'll go back to the matter at hand, the loss to the Twins. Um, first inning, we're watching the game last night. You made the point first inning. Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray's a fine pitcher. Sonny Gray's had way better performances than he did yesterday. Absolutely. There were a lot of hittable pitches that were either hittable pitches, same thing. There were a lot of hittable pitches that were either missed or yeah. just taken. not even offered at, taken. Yeah. I, that, that, for me, doesn't get to bad approaches or the moment's too big. Oh, I don't I, think the moment's too big. I just, I just think I just, they're not that good. I think the quality of the hitter standing at the plate had some challenges. That, that that's and there's again that has nothing to do with the name on the back of the jersey. It's not their fault. They want to be in the lineup and because they can feed their family that way. The more hits they get, the better they're going to be, and the more money they'll make. So I got no nothing against that. It's just it's just not good enough. Like they they should be a better fastball hitting team. Why are they not? Why 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 are they not? Every team that's left in the playoffs, other than you, I guess you could argue the Twins, but they do. A couple of those guys hammer fastballs. They're are they all hit fastballs. Why do the Jays not? Why 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 do the Jays not like velocity? Can they not hit it? Is it not an approach that you think fastball all the time? I mean, for me, until you can actually hit that, how do you take a lineup serious? I, for me, it's an easy fix. That that's where you start, and then you're gonna Vladdy's gonna need help. If Vladdy's gonna be here next year, and I ain't tackling that, like I. I'm in the camp that thirty and a hundred don't grow on trees, and he's really young. I mean, well, it's we not learned, like you're we, we learned this year it didn't. With Teo, we learned this year it didn't well, grow I've, on trees. I've been, yeah, I've been telling you that. I know, but 
Yeah, that's a run producer. Don't grow on trees. I'm not saying Teoscar's the be all end all, but he's a threat. He forces pitchers into the zone against Vladdy. Like you can't throw the OO slider, the nastiest one you got because of who's standing on the on deck circle. That's the whole point. So for me, I don't, I won't say it's an easy fix, but it's an obvious fix. So you start there, right? You got three. If you, if you already got two dudes and I'm not real sure what you're going to get from the, the leadoff hitter anymore. Like he don't like velocity either. Like, well, I have no idea he's going to be a year older next year. So who, who has any idea? I mean, if, if the only thing we're going to celebrate is him playing 150 games, then I guess we'll do that. We'll be excited about that. I just think if you add another guy to the dudes that are hitting second and third, that is a threat. It would make it easier to fill in the blanks in other places. That's all. That's for me anyway. And have that approach you're talking about. Have a simple approach. Don't overthink it. Look fastball till you get to two strikes. I mean, it's, it's a real simple approach that if I'm ready to hit that, it is amazing. The more you hammer the fastball, the more hanging breaking balls you get. It is amazing how that goes. If you're, if you're sitting here and early in the count, and as soon as you see spin, I'm in an athletic position quick enough to be able to take that. And maybe the count is in my favor to where now I can look right down the middle. Pitchers are not perfect. So maybe start there and, if they do, they got a good team. They just don't got a great team. That's the thing, right? And you simplify it. You figure out the little places and bring in a thumper. Maybe you're cooking. Yeah. The um, You don't feel that, do you? Every time I say that, you're sort of not on board. I think they need more than one. I, uh, I, no, yeah, they they need a thumper. They need a middle-of-the-order bat. They need to bore your phrase a run producer. I, 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 I agree with you in that. Um, but I don't think that's enough. I don't think that's enough. I, th- I think they need, I think they need a couple of. I'm gonna. I don't want to say big time bats because that's kind of. But they need a couple of bats who can change the offensive dynamic of this team. That's the way I would put maybe it. Maybe a 300 hitter, maybe a home run hitter, maybe that's what they need. It's gonna be a tall order. Like they got a lot of things to fix, and now you're looking at matchups in the ninth inning. Like now they're you're thinking to yourself, well, do they need? How do you win a World Series trying to match up in the ninth inning? I maybe you're. I, Maybe you can do that. I want to ask Orioles you this. Orioles are going to try and do it. I want to ask you this about Jose Barrios. How do you think he responds to this? Yeah, I don't think he cares. Like, I, I, I not cares. You don't think there's going to be anything to do with him. You don't think there's going to be any lingering no. distrust of the as organization? As, as long or, as that pitching coach is here? Absolutely not. I, look, that's the best thing that's happened to this organization, and I will say that right now. This is the, the pitching coach. Uh, that You talk to a man, every pitcher, everyone, even ones that he's yelled and screamed at and almost come to fisticuffs, every single one of them, I talked to him. That's the best thing that's happened. You can say what you want. He, just, he, he ain't going to fix everybody because a lot of dudes ain't fixable. Mm-hmm. We might see that with Alec Manoa. Who knows? That's going to be the project, right? I would think in the offseason is whatever that thing is that you need to figure out with that, probably that's where he's going to start. So as long as he's there, and Jose's a, you can tell he's a good human. It's almost like he knew it was coming before it was actually coming. Well, I'm sure they talked to him. Yeah, but it's actually, okay, I've heard you say it to me 12 hours before the game, but do you really mean it? Yeah. And until you actually see the dude warming up in the pen, who hasn't thrown do in you, the pit all year? Do you think? Do you think the Jays? 
Do you think John Schneider um, lost the trust of some of his players last night? I don't think they were surprised. That's what I said to you. If you didn't watch the game last night and I called you on the phone and I told you what happened, you'd be shocked that the khakis got involved and they didn't get a hit when it mattered the most. You'd be shocked. Absolutely not. So I don't think that's like overthinking it, right? Is 2023, this is what you do. They thought they did what they were going to do to help that team win a game. It's just for me, why would you do it when there's not a score? If you're winning and you think because you have a really good pen and it's better pitching to righties, maybe you could sell that to everybody watching. Uh, But the scoreboard didn't tell you that. So that for me is there's a lot of things going on there that I I just here. It's a lot. It's a lot of that. So I would answer your question. I don't think so. The idea that you, the idea that in a scoreless game in Minnesota with Rocco Baldelli having the last at bat, Facing a team that isn't going to score a run. Mm. <laughs> the idea that you are going to, quote unquote, force his hand. Well, they did it. It worked. But but that's. That's not the point. I, that's I, not the point. It's, it's not. You're right. That's not the point. <laughs> right. That's not the point. Uh, your issue was the fact that you weren't able to score runs. And aesthetically, it looks I mean, you know how people are, what people are saying. The one part of the game that was working, the one part of the thing that has worked for you all season long is the one you decided to screw around with Starting in an elimination pitch. game. Starting pitch. It's almost like we got all these people and all this technology. We need to do something. We need to protect our phony baloney jobs. We need to do something here. Anyhow, uh, Buck Martinez will join us. Doug Glanville as well. Nice. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun yeah. as uh, we poke through the embers of this uh, the Blue Jays elimination by the Minnesota Twins. Feels different to me than last year did. Last year was just shocking and stunning. And George Springer was being carted off after a collision. And it was just, it was baseball calamity. It was like everything that could go wrong went wrong. And at the end of the year, I remember saying we did our final Blue Jays talk of the year. I said, you know what? I'm not ready for baseball to be over. That loss pissed me off. I'm not ready for baseball to be over. This year, now I'm not ready for baseball to be over, but I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised. I was and, and, and I think that's, you see, that's, that's something that this front office has to be cognizant of. Because like it or not, um, they're a consumer product. And... You do not ever want to get to the point where people find you uninteresting or don't feel as if they want to invest in you. And losses like last night, and, and the, the way it came about, I mean, I can tell you, you can't exp- there, there are a lot of paying customers that you can't explain that to. And you know what? Well, that's the way we do it with analytics in 2023. That doesn't wash with a lot of people. Uh, I mean, they've got they've got some bridge building to do. They, they've they've got some repair work they have to do. And uh, they're still a good team, though. 
They're okay. They're they're a good team. They're going to be. A, they're a good team. They're because maybe the, they're because maybe of their the, pitching and they'll add yeah, some they've places. Got, they've got maybe the, good they've got the fourth best lineup in the East. They're okay. They're not great. Lineup's not as good as the I Boston mean, today, Red Sox. Today it's the fourth best. The lineup's not as good as the Boston Red I mean, Sox. You've been telling me that all year. The lineup's not as good as the Red Sox today. I've, I've been telling you this since the exactly. first day of spring training. Exactly. They have the fourth today. best lineup in the East. Today. So. That's all. You know, um, as we said, there's some there's some work to do. And there's some repairing that needs to be done. And it's going to have to start when Ross and or Mark um, address the media and through the media, the fans. And um, because I, I, again, I, I've said this and I know it's people are going to roll their eyes, but it's true. Uh, can't blame ownership for this. They gave them all the money they wanted. We're led to believe that was never an issue. <clears throat> Refurbished the ballpark. I mean, they've, they ponied up. Yeah. They've ponied up. And... Um, at least on the field, I, I I don't think they've I don't I don't think they've received a good return. I don't think they've received a good return, and that's that's just kind of that's that's kind of where we are right now. Uh, as the baseball playoffs will continue uh, with the Phillies and the Braves, you got your series you wanted. Phillies and Braves is going to be yep. fun. Everybody did. Yeah. <laughs> D backs and uh, Dodgers be interesting. I, yeah, I guess Dodgers don't even pitching. Minnesota and Houston, Texas and Texas and Baltimore. They, they may be. You may be wanting to do something to the whatever powers the scoreboard in those ballparks. You may want to be getting loading up in that because Texas and Balt the Texas and Baltimore screams a lot of nine eight nine seven to me. Long games, just offensive bloodbaths. I think it's going to be a fun series. I think it's going to be a really yeah, fun series. yeah maybe. I, th- I think the the Orioles are are a, some people are not paying them a lot of attention, and I think they're going to use that. Yeah. And and they have a lot more talent than most other teams do, and they're not the easiest team to pitch to. Which is, if you're the Rangers and you're a Rangers fan, is not the thing you want to hear. So yeah, I'm with you. <clears throat> I, I think the Orioles are the better team. So if that means anything, I mean, I I did pick the Blue Jays to beat the Twins. So well, uh, yeah. You're not the only one. Not to go to the World Series, but to beat the Twins. Because I was basically saying, you should always beat the Twins. I no, no offense to the Twins, but but didn't work out that way. You move on. You try and figure it out. Yeah. Uh, 416-413-3959 is the back leg line. We'll get to it later on in the show. Buck Martinez is going to join us as well. Um, Buck was some pretty pointed comments about the decision to take a lot of, a lot of, I mean, you know, kudos to the folks at sports. There was a, there were a lot of strong opinions last night. Yeah, flip there moment. were a lot of strong it opinions. Flip, in that it flipped momentum. Night. And Buck mentioned that right out the gate, yeah. right? You, you did the twins lineup a favor yeah. that day, Jose foot strike. I talk about that all you the do. time. He was on par with it. Like just the stuff was telling you that it was really good. And Buck said that as soon as it happened, that all of a sudden now you flipped it, and basically they said, thank you very much. We appreciate it. All it's going to take is a couple of runs. We know it. In that little infield single from the lefty, and it was, you know, the big hit. And then after that, they kind of knew bringing in the bullpen that throws 100. 
Not happening. They don't like velocity, so, yeah. Not happening. Uh, question before we break. Really unfair question. Well, yeah. This is why I'm going to ask you. When you host the show, you can ask me the unfair questions. Oh. Right now, where we are right now with the Blue Jays, where we were with the Blue Jays last year. Closer. I'm not even going to say closer to World Series. Let's go beyond that. Let's just say pennant. Closer to a pennant now than they were last year when they were eliminated by Seattle no, or farther away? No, the Orioles are way better than the Blue Jays, organizationally, my mind, yeah. from what I've seen and product yep. on the field and what it would look like next year. And the Orioles will go out and add pitching, and they are that close, right? You yep. get a really good one, and you can roll just by the first game and the seventh game. So I, I would say further away, but I, I am very intrigued how they fix Vladdy. That is, that is the one. It ain't he he's oozing talent. I get how it looked when he's at second. But offensively, he's oozing talent. I mean, you talk to anybody that's ever played baseball. It's talk to, just talk it's, to Bo about it's Vladdy just, the hitter. It's just yeah. it's just since the he's him finishing runner up, he's went backwards. Is that Vladdy's fault? Is that the organization's fault? I would think the two parties need to get together and meet in the middle and figure that out. If you can figure that out and sort of build around that and make it longer and more, uh, I don't know, aesthetic to watch and be tougher for other teams to throw to. So, yeah, look, that, no, the, think- the, 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 and, and probably the Yankees, you know, they're, they're changing things. Yeah. So, that'll, so, yeah, the American League East is what the American League East is. Do you think part of the issue with Vladdy, and I know we will take a break because I do want to get I do want to get to, to Glanville. Um, do you think the issue with Vladdy, the issue in air quotes with Vladdy at all, is related to the contract, the lack of long term contract, lack of how trust, am I supposed to, lots of trust? How am I supposed to? Well, I'm that? just got uh, call. I mean, I, uh, I would say I would say no to that. Okay, I think he makes a ton of money. I think he's pretty secure about who he is as a athlete and an offensive player. I think it's more of Needing a better voice when it's hit its worst point mm. and having protection. I mean, again, I've said this a bazillion times. The way he looks offensively, he can't be the protector. He has to be protected. That's a great point. Very good. So, yep. Uh, God, it seems like all I've done is talk for the last 12 hours. Uh, you've been on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> Doug Glanville joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan Sportsnet, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. All right, welcome back to Blair and Barker. Special shout out, by the way, to our friends in Vancouver who have uh, picked us up on the Sportsnet yeah. radio network. Very cool. What is it? 232 in Vancouver. Uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us today. A mm. uh, little bit of a uh, lineup note. Um, Tiss hockey season now. Now that the Blue Jays are eliminated. So yeah. uh, we will be doing Blair and Barker tomorrow from 5 to 7. That will be our last 5 to 7 edition of the show uh, until... Until next season, till sometime around spring training, um, or whenever. 
Let me get this straight. Once the season starts, we'll have a better idea of when we go five to seven. Spring training will probably still be on in the morning for a bit. Uh, but starting next week, we're on from 11 to noon, Mark. Is that right? We're on from 11 to noon uh, on Sportsnet 590, the fan. And uh, throughout the season, we will be contributing uh, podcasts, uh, at least one podcast a week during the off season. So uh, we'll make sure that you are, uh, we'll keep you fully informed. And of course, as always, anytime anything breaks uh, in this city regarding the Blue Jays, you can check it out on sportsnet.ca. So we're continuing to poke through the embers of the Jays' first round exit. The second consecutive year, the Jays have gone out in the wild card round. Uh, that leaves the Bo and Vladdy era Jays 0-6 in terms of games. Uh, needless to say, uh, not good enough. We've gone over that. We've talked about it. Um, it's not all about the decision to take Jose Barrios out nope. yesterday. This team hasn't been able to hit all year. Uh, hasn't been able to slug all year. All the stuff, everything, if you watch the Blue Jays this year, everything you saw this season, you saw in the first two games of this series. But the decision to take Jose Barrios out has really resonated with people because it has kind of brought, if you've thought, if you've, if you've been suspicious of this organization, if you've been suspicious of this front office, a lot of your suspicions came true with that move. Doug Glanville is ESPN's MLB analyst. He's co-host of the tremendous, and I do mean tremendous, Starkville podcast, along with our very good friend, Jason Stark. Doug Glanville joins us. Doug, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I know it's a hectic yeah. day. I know we're all traveling and, and, and uh, in the middle of the postseason here. Uh, what did you make? I mean, there's, there's so many places we could start, but I, I'm, I'm going to start with the pitching decision last night because everybody's weighed in on that, on, on the decision to take yeah. Jose Barrios out. And we now know, I mean, it was scripted before the game by the Jays strategic analytics department. We, we know that, uh, the manager went along with, with what his bosses wanted him to do. Um, how did you view that whole thing? Well, I wanted to pay attention to what was said after from the players. That was really important to me. And, um, you know, there's going to be moves made. Players may not like it. But as I've really traveled through the last couple of seasons, uh, a lot of times, you know, when we sit in the meetings in in advance of the game, we'll ask the manager, like, okay, you know, what are you going to do here? Are you going to replace someone defensively? You always get a sense of, what they've openly communicated to the players. A lot of times, like we were talking about, okay, Evan Longoria might get a defensive replacement for him. He might come in, you know, whatever it is. You feel like they've thought about these strategies cohesively and they've gone back and kind of gotten the player that's going to be impacted by it so that there's no surprise. And the word I keep hearing is surprised. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and I think that's the that's the communication question, right? Because yeah, you're a manager, you can make decisions. You have a right to say, see, read the tea leaves in the game and say like, hey. But a lot of times, I've just found more and more the culture today is that there's this like preemptive communication. All right, you know, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you a day off after this. There's there's so much information, and mostly it flows pretty openly between a lot of the staff members and and the players. So I just found the the surprise. And that just tone of it from Guerrero, other people saying in the facial expression, 
you know, that's what really turns it into something different, right? Then they're like, hey, I'm making this move. And yeah, you want a player to fight, like, I'm not giving you the ball. But when the person's like off kilter and then, uh, you know, the right fielder is like, wait a minute, what's going on? You know, that that's where you can lose people, right? And and uh, and that seemed to be what sort of transpired. And, you know, that, you know, that, that was one thing they didn't need on top of the fact that at the moment they were scrapping just to, for survival in that round. And then the move that was made just, you know, completely blew up in their face. And, you know, that just sort of adds the salt to the wounds. Jeff asked me about Jose Barrios if, if I thought that that would, if he could overcome this. Like it was, you know, no big deal. You're getting the ball sort of used to seeing his buddies or seeing his, uh, you know, former teammates sort of going through the same kind of thing. But I wonder, I was listening to you talk right there, I wonder how a veteran pitcher would react after being taken out one well, he's really good. Like he was everything that makes him really good, he was doing it. And I just wonder being a veteran being a veteran guy, how he'll overcome this. Well, I mean it's tough. There's gonna to have to be a lot of conversations and and just sort of ways to, to you know, acknowledge it. You know, acknowledge that you know some things just didn't go the way as planned, not just because you know, runs were given up by who came in. I mean, look, if Barrios was sitting there watching the twins celebrate, right. I mean, he was, you know, I mean, that, that's another shot that is hard to get out of your mind. Uh, I mean, I remember when I was in the Cubs in 03 and I kind of sat on the bench for a while when the Marlins beat us in game seven. And it was just like, you know, that's, that's a, that's a deep place you're going to. And it will take a lot to, to bring it back and, you know, gain that confidence again. And look, things happen. There's all kind of communications and breakdowns and, and challenges every day you're dealing with from so many players you are trying to, you know, keep in tune with the plan and, you know, you got to give Snyder a lot of credit. I mean, they got to the postseason a couple of years in a row. That is, you know, that's, that is a big accomplishment. That's something, something to build on, but it, you know, it's sort of like how the Cubs, the way their season ended, it's sort of the way it went down that's the tone and that's the problem, right? It's like how it kind of went down. You know, you get knocked out, you get knocked out. But when you start to, like you said, expose a lot of the weaknesses and challenges and question marks all in one kind of moment, then, um, you know, then you have some things to, to correct. And I imagine they'll do that. You know, I know, uh, I, you know, I think their fr- you know, front office does have that capability. Uh, Spyro, who is over at Cleveland, and you know, I got to know him a little bit. I, I'm sure he's going to address it somehow, and because you don't want to lose Barrios, no, not not in the in an emotional sense, not on any level. He's really talented, and he seemed to have finally put it together. Doug, what do you think of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. as an offensive player? I mean, the sky's the limit, talent-wise. This year was not not his best year by any stretch, um, and and he's still a young guy to say that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's funny, like I like to look, do my research and, they, and so I was just kind of looking at the Jays and typically what I do f- to prepare for a game. And I looked at the run scored column and I was like, there's nobody on here that has like a hundred runs scored or like, you know, like you kind of like what, you know, what was it that, you know, the lineups were changing, you know, you just kind of like try to, there's snapshots that I take and I'm going, Hmm, what happened here? And Guerrero is one of those examples. I mean, he still had 90 plus RBIs and, you know, it was like quiet, you know, but he's just sort of still making adjustments. And you forget that these players, as talented as they are and as successful as they've been, they're still young in the game. And the, the game is adjusting so quickly to players, so quickly that you constantly have to be ready for it and a step ahead of it. 
and they're they're finding ways to you know attack him in a way that he still uh, does some damage, but it's not what you know it's not that sort of you know near MVP season uh, you know with Otani and those that year. And and you're acting like it's you know you, you talk about it's like oh it's ten years ago oh so no that was like a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, but he's still he's still you know there's an upside here, uh, and um, but it wasn't his best year, and the, and the base running mistake definitely you know once again how it ended just expose a lot of things. Doug, I, I think he needs protection in front of him. Let's say Bo Bichette and somebody that can, you know, hit homers, drive in runs, run producer is a threat, right? That maybe in the OO count, he's, he's not getting the, the nasty slider. He'd get the fastball out or third to where, right. You know, athletically and, and mechanically he'd be offensively where he needs to be. Am I making excuses for him by saying that? I don't think you're making excuses. No, I think the strategy, I, look, you know, he's sometimes gets into that, okay, I'm going to do more. You know, I'm going to try to do more. But the thing about him versus his dad, for example, is he has he really does have a good eye. Like, it is, it can be more of a strength and, and take those walks, right? Take that they may be, like, pitching around him or pitching him differently or pitching him backwards, all those things. Like, I think that that's some aspect of, like, adjusting. I mean, he still had 67 walks. He didn't strike out at a ridiculous strikeout rate, but there's more there in terms of how he can use that discipline. And it certainly helps that there's others that can be behind them. But you know, overall their lineup had a lot of talent. This is not a, like a, a lineup that you say, Oh, well, I'm glad to see the, the Jays. I mean, these guys are young and they're athletic and they got a lot going on that, uh, but you know, Kirk guys like that, that d- didn't necessarily lean into their best years. Uh, they they have a, they just need a reset around that and maybe it is like an experienced bigger bat that that can do damage and then sort of give a buffer around Guerrero. So I don't think it's a matter of giving him excuses, but you know he's still a pretty young cat and and there's things he's going to continue to adjust. I mean, he's 24 years old. Yeah, I don't want to rub salt in the wounds here for Jays fans, but you were part of ESPN's coverage of the Diamondbacks Brewers series. We saw Gabriel Moreno yeah. hit a long home run. The D-backs won. They go on to face the Dodgers. Um, Doug, what do you think about him, about Moreno, after seeing him up close? And I mean, the Dodgers are so good. But the Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks just seem to be so athletic. Do you think they have a shot in this series? Wow. Yeah, I don't want to rub salt in the wound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, um, they, yeah, they have a shot. All these teams, you're talking about five games. The Dodgers have a, you know, their staff is banged up. It's been banged up. They're starting rotation. Now, it's not as critical to have aces that go deep because it doesn't really, that's not the game as much. You know, talk, not talking 80s, you have pitchers that go six, you know, Zach Gallons of the world, and they go seven, and then they set up their bullpen. And that's where, you know, they might have some vulnerabilities because the Dodgers have you know, just had an injury plague season in their starting rotation. Now, the D-backs, so you mentioned Moreno. I mean, yeah. I got a chance to talk to him. my Spanish is pretty good. So I, I talked to him a, a decent amount on the media day and, you know, just really impressed. I was impressed first watching him. I saw him from afar when I called the game against the Cubs. And then before the playoffs, I got to talk to him. And, uh, you know, for, for one, he's a student, you know, he, he was very interested in Miguel Cabrera and he's a fan. And he said, I, I saw he got all these hits to right field. So I wanted to learn how to go to right field. So he takes that short compact swing hits the ball the opposite field. He doesn't, he's calm. There's an ice water component to him just chilling there. Like, okay, I'm not chasing that pitch. I'm not chasing that pitch. 
and he took Cor- Corbin Burns, one of the best pitchers in baseball, deep uh, just because he stayed calm in, in his zone defensively. I, I mean, an incredible arm, but it's really his footwork because he was an infielder, as you know, and mm-hmm. you know he turned double plays. So he credits the fact that turning double plays gave him that quick release, and he had the highest court stealing rate in, in Major League Baseball this year. So, and, and the thing that's amazing is a young dude that leads, you know, they like, they look to this guy. So when he had the, you know, he got hit in the head, it was a big blow. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's in concussion protocol, but he, um, just an incredible talent. Now don't sleep Dalton Varsho off the charts, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I played for his dad. His dad was my coach in Philadelphia, incredible coach, brilliant defender, great base dealer. So when I see Dalton Varsho, I go, Oh yeah, of course. His dad taught him everything he knew, but Dalton had this extra level of pow- talent, like the power game and, and the defense to be able to be like a catcher center fielder, uh, like a Biggio kind of style with pop ridiculous. So it's not like the rate, the, uh, the Jays lost in, in that sense. Uh, you know, Goriel has done a pretty good job, but he had five home runs last year. He decided, you know, had 24 this year. So yes, Moreno is a, is a, a fantastic player and he's a good young player that has a high ceiling. So you had to give something to get something. And once again, the Jays got in the postseason two years in a row. That's something to build on. Doug, last one before we let you go. The the four teams that ha- that's had a little time off, what will that do to them? Any, anything, any worry, uh, throwing strikes, uh, you know, command or mechanics offensively, anything you'd be watching for? I'm definitely watching for that because it's like you've been off and these teams are – kind of raring to go. I mean, they might not be set up as well in their pitching because they might have had to use somebody uh, just to get through the first, uh, the wild card round. But yeah, I mean, you know, these teams are going to come in hot and, you know, the teams that have been division winners, the one, two ones, at least they've been sitting. Um, That's not necessarily a good thing, especially game one and somewhat of a short series. But, um, you know, a lot of these teams are, you know, they have home field advantage, so that, you know, might be able to be the neutralizer. But I'm definitely watching that first inning, you know, the little rust of the first time around the batting order. And you might look up and someone's down 5 nothing, and that might be the difference between, you know, winning game one and losing a series. Doug, we're going to let you scoot, yeah. man. Appreciate you doing this terrific insight. That's yeah, great stuff. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. Travel Thanks safely. Take care. It's Doug Glanville, MLB analyst with ESPN, co-host of the Starkville podcast with Jason Stark. Um, interesting hearing his sense of, of, of Vladdy Jr. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, it's a lot there. Like I, I, I mean, maybe it's just one of those years where Vladdy just needs to walk away and forget about it and then hopefully come back with a fresh mind, and, and I do think a mechanical change would help a ton. What he does is not repeatable. You notice really good hitters, borderline great hitters, they, they look their swing looks the same all the time. The difference is, is where their eyes direct the barrel to the quadrant of the strike zone. Vladdy can't do that. And I hate to say can't, but consistently – you just don't see him because of the mechanics and all the parts that need to be lined up and on time and when they start and you're seeing pitchers do things. They'll quick pitch him. They'll hold it. They, they'll make him stand there like a statue. Like, I just think for me anyway, eliminate the hand movement. You can do the foot thing all you want to do it. Eliminate the hand movement and because it's not going to change his flat bat path. It mm-hmm. will do nothing to that. It'll just take away that one movement 
that he has to get it down and get it back up again. You just eliminate, leave it there, swing from there. Maybe he can cover a little bit more and hit the ball a little bit harder in the air to the pull side. So that's for me. He won't do it, but that's me. Think he's going to have new hitting coaches next year? Oh, I hope so. And I hope it's a dude that's hit 30 homers in the big leagues before and, and has went through some ups and downs and knows what it takes to, you know, in 2024, lay off an elevated fastball. Don't swing it at an OO slider after he got you out with that in your first at bat. Like every once in a while, you just need somebody to whisper that in your ear. No offense to the ones they got now, but they ain't never done that. You can't teach experience. That's what I'll say. It's time for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Hey, Mark Boffo, how are you? I'm doing well. How shout are you guys out, doing? by the way, for the uh, the coconut cream pie from Scaramouche. I'm gonna shout. I'm gonna shout him out. Mm. That was solid. <laughs> that was outrageously good. Anyways, we're looking at the rest of the MLB playoff picture with the Jays eliminated. The Braves are the current favorites at plus 275. The Diamondbacks have the longest odds at plus 1,600. Who do you guys like going forward here? Dodgers, Astros, Orioles, Phillies, Rangers, Twins. Do you see value betting on any of these teams? I'd pick the Astros first. I just don't think the Twins have enough muscle offensively to match up with the Astros. That'd be my first pick. The Phillies, Braves, that's a pick em. You could go Phillies, I can't argue. You go Braves, I can't argue. Like, that's that's a tough one. I like the Orioles over the Rangers. I just don't think the Rangers have enough pitching, and they're not athletic enough, for me, anyway. And the Dodgers, Diamondbacks, look, the Diamondbacks, a good story, but it's the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, I, I see I mean, I mean, see no reason. I, I see the odds. I, I, I mean, I see no reason to uh, to not go with the, the Braves. Um, they just they're, – they're, they're so good. Um, they've got time off. They've, their pitching's going to be rested. Uh, value pick? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, what's Baltimore? Maybe Baltimore. Because I just, yeah, I might go with Baltimore. So Baltimore is at 675. I kind of like the Phillies a little bit. If they can get past the Braves, yeah. I mean, I feel like they have a really good shot. Yeah, yeah, that, that's going to be the big series. What's well, game one with the Phillies, right? They're not pitching either one of the big boys. Yeah. So if they can squeak that game out, and then you got the other two big boys lined up in their rotation, maybe the Phillies would be a good pick. It's just it's, it's very hard to pick Boffo, against the Braves. Yeah, Boffo, I may go with you though. I, I think I think we can safe. I think we can safely say that for for us, the winner of that series would be the favorite. Like the Phillies the and Orioles. Phillies and Orioles. I still I might go with the Phillies. I I. I I keep thinking that there's an element of been there, done that, or been there in the Phillies case, been there, almost done it. I don't know. As much as we've said all year that we've first, we said we were waiting for the Orioles to collapse. Then we said we've stopped waiting for the Orioles to collapse. The playoffs are just a different animal. Yeah. Playoffs are a different animal. I think they're going to beat the Rangers. Yeah. That's that's, me. uh, That was between the lines brought to you by bet rivers. It's a whole New game. So the Blue Jays swept out of the playoffs again last night at Target Field by the Minnesota Twins. He talked about this. They're 0-6 in the Vlad Jr. Uh, Bo Bichette era. Seems funny to call it an era, but they've been around long enough now that I 
that I think we can call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Blue Jays will do, we're led to believe, immediate availability next week. Uh, and the questions we have, obviously, are things like what should their offseason priorities be? And, of course, whether or not losing the way they lost yesterday, whether or not somebody will pay for that um, with their with their job. Uh, we do know this is a process-driven organization, and I'm sure that process is, is in full effect. Got some effect. cracks in it. Full, well, I'm sure it's in full effect right now, though. I'm, I'm sure they're 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 going through things uh, and and trying to figure out what their next their next moves are going to be. Buck Martinez is our Blue Jays analyst on Sportsnet. Um, he and Dan Schulman had a terrific series, as they always do, mm-hmm. and a terrific season. Buck's also got some ideas on what happened yesterday and where the Blue Jays need to go next, and he'll join us next. It's Blair and Barker on the Sportsnet Radio Network and Sportsnet.